The following podcast is a Dynasty Kingdom production. Yo, 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 what's going down, everybody? Welcome back to another episode on Sundays with Mike and Diana. We are so glad that you guys are here today with us. We are so thankful for your presence here today. And uh, we want to just go ahead and get started off in prayer real fast. Dear Heavenly Father, we'd like to just thank you right now for this time. We thank you right now for being in this space, Father God. We just thank you right now for the people that are tuned in right now, God, just to draw closer to you, Father God. We thank you right now for unlearning the things that people may think that you are and who you are, Father God. And we just thank you right now for just opening the hearts, the eyes, and the minds of people right now to receive your relationship, Father God. And we give you all honor, glory, and praise, not just today, but for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring it all the way back to when God makes Adam and Eve. Yes, Adam and Eve, the first two beings that God had created. I think we need to do our check-ins first, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. What are you at today? Um, Today, right now, I would probably say I'm at my base filling for... Um, you know, just trying to fight off the negative thoughts that are trying to take over my mind right now in recording this podcast, but I'm letting him use me and I'm allowing to be used. It's always such an important thing to know that we may not always feel like doing what it is that he's called us to do, but it gives me peace knowing that he loves me enough to give me what it takes to do what he's called me to do. And I'm just so thankful to have an understanding that I'm not always going to feel like doing what he's told me to do. And it doesn't have to bring me down. And it's not bringing me up, but I'm just right where I need to be. So, you know, it feels good to have that clarity. Mm -hmm. How about you? Yeah, I actually feel everything that you just said, even just setting up for the podcast today. I'm at a base, my base of two and honestly teetering on a 1.5 because it is really difficult right like life doesn't stop just because you're not having the best day or your day is just filled with a lot of stuff on the to-do list and you're you yourself are not on that to-do list so I am trusting and believing what he has called us to do and I am doing it in the most authentic an honest and human way possible just to be able to honor where I'm at. All right, so you're at your base? I'm like I'm like between my base and a 1.5. All right, well, y'all keep her in prayer because we're trying to stay at our base at least, you know. It's not bad to be down, but, you know, we like to stay up when we can or at least where we're, you know, where, we, where we're normally at. If you don't have your Bible, that's okay. You can always download the app, the Bible app. Or you can just listen along. That's why you're here and we're happy that you're here. 
And before we get into that, I am reading out of the children's book first, and then we will cross-reference it with the actual reading. So this says, God makes Adam and Eve. This is the way God made the first people on earth. God took some dust from the ground and shaped a man's body from it. Then he breathed his breath of life into his body. The man became a living person. God named him Adam. God planted a garden in a place called Eden with many wonderful fruit trees. He put Adam there to care for this beautiful garden. In the center of the garden, he put the tree of life. He also put the tree of knowledge of good and evil there. This tree showed good from evil. You may eat any fruit except the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God told Adam. If you eat that fruit, you will die. God also made a river flow through the garden. When it left the garden, it separated into four branches. Then God put Adam in charge of the animals. He even let Adam name the animals. It isn't good for a person to be alone, God said. I will make a helper for Adam. God caused Adam to sleep. He took a rib from Adam and made the rib into a woman. Adam later called this woman Eve. She is part of me, Adam said. So ever since then, when people get married, they become like one person. At that time, Adam and Eve were both naked, but they were not ashamed. All right. And from the Bible, we're going to be reading chapter 2, verse 7 through 25. Give you guys a second to get there if you want to get there. All right. Are we ready? Ready. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and then dividing it to four, into four branches. The first branch, called the Pishon, flowed around the entire land of Havilah, where gold is found. The gold of that land is exceptionally pure. Aromatic resin and onyx stone are also found there. The second branch, called the Gihon, flowed around the entire land of Cush. The third branch, called the Tigris, flowed east of the land of Ashur. The fourth branch is called the Euphrates. The Lord God placed a man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, 
all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her man. He brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. We're actually going to group two readings together today, so we're going to have two different sets of questions. Sets of questions. So we're going to go ahead with the first question because that was the end of the first reading. Okay, remember, which person was made from dust? Adam. Yep. Which person was made from a rib? Do you guys remember? I'll give you a hint. She's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was Eve. Eve was made for the man's rib. Okay. Who named the animals? You know, man, you know, man, you know, they got to put their name on everything. So, you know, Adam had to slide through and give the birds the names and the wild beasts and all that. If you had been Adam, what would you have named your three favorite kinds of animals? First of all, what are your three favorite animals? <laughs> oh, my three favorite animals? I would have to say, oh, I feel like I'm elementary school right now. I know, right? That's so funny. My favorite animals. Honestly, I... It's going to sound cliche, but I do really love dogs. They just do have... You really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I do because they, like... I was going to say, that's not cliche, but honestly... It is because it's man's best friend, right? <laughs> it really is. But, no, the reason why I love dogs is because they have such a expectancy and, like, love for their owner. Like, it's it reminds me of how, like, we should feel in the presence of God, like... Yeah, they always expect they like, the best like no matter what's going on in the day, you could have a, a bad day. They don't care. As, long, as soon as they see you, their tail's wagging. And it might be short-lived, you know, because, you know, dogs' attention spans are short. But once they see you first for, like, leaving to work or something and you come back into the house, man, they're so ecstatic, man. And I just love their energy. And it's really reflective. So even if I'm having a bad day, they can lift me up, even if it's for a moment. So that's one of them. And then I'd have to say another one is a monkey because you are throwing me off. They right now really answers. like no, they're really they're really smart and they're really observant really and they smart. like they they they're really communal. Like mm -hmm. I just love the way that they take care of each other and they're like in community. Yeah. And then I said I have to say the third one. If you don't say what I think you're gonna say. I don't even know who I'm, I don't even know who I'm married to right now. Honestly, these are the these are my spirit. This had to be my spiritual animals they because must be. they yeah, must be. yeah, definitely, definitely. Because <laughs> I've never heard you say those two. Because I never really had to ask. I never. I, mean, I don't know if I've ever been asked what my favorite animals are. But I know uh, one of them, but I don't know if this is what you're gonna say. Oh no! Don't let me change your answer. What yeah. were you gonna say? I was gonna say um, a turtle. Yeah, my last one is a turtle because, like, they just live so graciously. Like, 
And it, long lives. And long, slow lives, man. Like, yeah. a turtle just does his thing. And from the birth, they just long know purpose. how to, like, leave that egg, crawl, praying that they're going to make it to the water. Yeah. And then when they make it to the water, that's when the struggle just begins. Mm. So it's just like... It just kind of makes me think of myself a little bit and some of the things that I've been through. It's like I was kind of like born into fire Mm -hmm. and there's just a lot of things that come with that that I think we, you know, we don't really look into all the way because a lot of it is beneficial, but it doesn't feel good. Mm. So I feel like the turtle, like they are only so graceful because they have so much going on from the start. Yeah. So, and that's why they live long, you know? I know. They yeah. live hundreds of years. Yeah, I love those guys. So, would you still name them the same thing that Adam did, or would you, like, switch it up? Oh. Um, yeah, knowing me, I probably would have switched it up, but I don't know what I would have switched it up to. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Adam what? So, one, so, what? Adam number two, Adam number what, what three would comes to your mind? My favorite, okay, my favorite for sure is the elephant. Elephant, okay. If I ever meet an elephant, I will ball out of control because they're just <laughs> so majestic and beautiful and altruistic and just humble. And the way their emotions mirror our emotions, they grieve family members when they pass. Yeah. And, you know, they're just so kind and selfless. And they really could do a lot more damage than they do because of their body size, but they just, they just don't. Gentle giants. Gentle giants. I just, I am an elephant. (laughs) I'm an elephant. (laughs) If I was a spirit animal, I would be an elephant. Um, You'd be a skinny elephant. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would be well fed. I would be well fed. (laughs) My second favorite animal would be an octopus because they're just so sacrificial, kind of how you were saying with your animal. I think the turtle, like just having so much struggle and like strife, their lives are just so just layered with so much of that and still they don't lose sight of their purpose. And they're just very... um, like their minds are just so beautiful and complex just so amazing i've just watched documentaries on them before and literally i think even the female octopus like she dies once she gives birth that's like her whole life pursuit is like getting to the point where she can lay her eggs and then you know by laying them like she's gonna die oh man that just gave me like some like revelation for like jesus man it's so cool man he loved us that much that he put his son to die for us for real man yeah and honestly yeah shout out to jesus yeah shout out to jesus we appreciate you for real and my third one would have to be i don't know which cat but someone in the cat family, whether okay. it's like a domestic cat or like a lion or like whatever, I know cat is in my blood because they are just, they are the, I don't know if antithesis is the right word to the elephant, but they're kind of on the opposite end because the, let's just go with lion, for example, the lion is not the biggest or the strongest or the fastest. 
but it, the way that it carries itself with such confidence and mm. just like self-assurance and trust in its own abilities. He believes. He believes mm. in himself. So because he does, he moves differently. Like you could tell, like looking at an, a lion's eyes and just that spirit and the walk and the way that it hunts. <laughs> I just love it. Honestly, I'm getting Simba vibes. Man, man. <laughs> he look at me and I believe it in him. <laughs> For yes. real. I know, right? That little domestic cat has... Okay, I know you guys don't know my cats and we're spending so much time on this, but he's got everybody fooled in the neighborhood. Everyone has bought him like a bed and food, like all the neighbors. Because they no, think he's homeless. I don't think they... No, they no. think he's not homeless. Anymore. Okay, well... When we first moved... Why else possibly, do you get a cat a bed? Because of his attitude, he just, like, demands a certain level out of life, and he just, he gets what he manifests, so I really respect that. Mm. <laughs> so I would probably, I don't know, I don't know what I would name them, but, you know, I'm happy with the names that they have. I don't think I would want to change them. Discover. How many different kinds of animals, birds, fish, and reptiles can you name? Not many. Not many. I feel like too many. Let's count. So let's just make a list because that's what it says to do. It says make a list so you can count them. God really was creative to make so many kinds, wasn't he? He sure was. Yeah, he was. He sure was. Okay, apply. God made the first people on earth from dust and a rib. These people were not born. God makes the rest of us too, but he creates us through a wonderful system called birth. That was the completion of God makes Adam and Eve. Yes. And uh, now we're going to go into our next reading, which is Adam and Eve are tempted. Ooh. And we're going to read all of chapter three. The Garden of Eden was a perfect place to live. Wild animals lived together happily. The trees and plants and flowers were wonderful. There has never been a more beautiful place on earth. Adam and Eve had everything they wanted. They had the most delicious food you have ever tasted. It was free, too. They did not have to work for it. One day, Satan came into the Garden of Eden. He came in as a snake. He was sly and devilish and wanted Adam and Eve to sin. Satan talked with Eve first. You know, you got to go to that woman. <laughs> go to the woman. He talked about the two special trees in Eden. The tree of life was a good news tree. God had told Adam and Eve not to eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which was like a bad news tree. Did God really tell you not to eat this fruit? Satan asked. Yes, we must not even touch it or we will die, Eve answered. God is lying, Satan hissed. You won't die. You will know wonderful things. Eve listened to Satan. The fruit looked wonderful. What would it hurt to eat just a little of it? So she ate some of the fruit. Then she gave some of it to Adam. Suddenly, Adam and Eve understood good and evil. They saw that they were naked and they were ashamed. So they made clothes from leaves. That evening, God came to the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were ashamed, so they hid. But God found them. Eve did it, Adam said. 
What happened to bone from my bone? Flesh from my flesh. (laughs) She made me eat the fruit. Satan did it, you said. He made me eat the fruit. God knew that both the man and woman had sinned. He would have to punish them. God made Adam and Eve leave their beautiful garden home. They would have to work for their food from now on. They could never go back. Now they were sorry they had listened to Satan. Now they wished they had listened to God. Mm. 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 That's so good. So now we are going to read out of our Bibles, Genesis, all of chapter 3. The man and woman sin. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like God knowing both good and evil. Mm. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you gave me, who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed. More than all animals, domestic and wild, you will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth. Mm. And you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. And to the man he said, Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. Dang. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow, you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. Ooh, so Sheesh. He, he was mad, mad. Jesus was throwing that holy smoke out there, boy. Hey, Jesus, that was the Lord. I mean, good God Lord, himself. the good Lord. Yeah, Jesus ain't yeah. even there yet. My that bad. Was... Well, that was a whole lot. You know, God walked through that garden and he was ready to dish out smoke because he was wondering where his children were. Mm. 
And it yeah, was hiding. He was upset. He oh, was man. Really upset. Remember, what did Adam and Eve do that was wrong? <laughs> well, they. What the, didn't they do? That's the real question. I know. I was going to say, obviously, the obvious is that they ate from the forbidden tree. Yes. But I honestly, listening back to it now, I feel like they lended their ear to the enemy because it says in there, you know, they listened. They listened to Satan. Yeah. That actually transitions into the next one. Oh, okay. Um, who tempted them to do this? Satan. That sly devil. <laughs> slithering in with that smooth talk. And he see how he came for the woman first. Yeah. Because he knows that that woman is going to be able to get to that man. Yes, I do think that. I mean, like, the man can be the head of your house, but the woman, she's that neck boy. If she don't give you that say-so, it ain't no say-so, <laughs> all right? Anybody that's yes. married or in a relationship can attest to that. Yes. If the woman's not on the page, the page ain't getting turned. Yes. And I want to just add to that, like, Satan in this case, it could be that negative self-talk or just that feeling that you get that you know, like, maybe I shouldn't do this, but you know you ignore it and you do it anyway. Mm. So it's not always, you know, not a slithering snake, I guess. How did God punish Adam and Eve? For listening to Satan. First of all, they were banned from the garden. And now yeah. they have to scrape to make a living. Mm -hmm. And more or less, not that they're on their own, but now you, you wanted the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, well, this is reality. This is your reality. And now it's up to you to just, I guess, make a, make a life for yourself yeah and he also made it so the woman would have pain in her pregnancy that sucks i know when i read that i was like wow i will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth, birth. okay maybe i'm reading into it a little bit too deep but i think even not just a physical birth right but like i don't know just kind of thinking about desires of my heart and certain things that i've wanted to come to pass it's been really painful trying to get there. It cost me something, and I bear that pain to do it, mm. to give birth to that thing, whatever that is, like the business or like being who we are for our family or just all of the things. Mm. That's a lot. I personally think he was referring to physical birth only because a man can't birth a child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Eve. That really sucks. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Right? I don't know either. I don't know either, but I can only imagine, and it's just not fun. All right, discover. Why was it wrong to listen to Satan? Do you know? I think it was wrong to listen to Satan because, for one... God created both Adam and Eve, and to listen to Satan would be to put God behind him and Satan first. So I don't think it was right for them to do so. Um, obeying Satan instead of God is sin. God punishes people for their sin, but he also forgives us when we ask. 
would you like to ask him now to forgive you? Yes. yes and I not can... because I've done anything wrong intentionally, but because I'm human and I know that I make mistakes and I trespass against people all of the time mm. and I'm not perfect and I have shortcomings. So, yes, I ask for forgiveness because I... I'm only ever trying to be a better human being. And I know that I fall short of his glory every single day. Yes. And also, um, it's not in the technical things, right? It's even in the simplicity. So, like, yeah. let's say, like, you have, like, something going on in your day and uh, you get tempted to be angry at somebody and you fall into that anger. And now you're treating somebody with anger instead of love nothing to do with it <laughs> you know or you may be struggling in finances and then you do something wrong to obtain those finances and you didn't trust god in it mm. those are the things that we need to ask for forgiveness because it's not always it's not in the like big things it, yeah. it's in the simple things god is such a simplistic god and he wants to know that you know that he's going to make those provisions for you he wants you to know that he's going to take care of you he wants you to know that he has stuff set in place for a reason. And uh, for the tree, for example, he didn't leave Adam and Eve in the garden on accident. Yeah. He left intentionally, seen what they were going to do. So. Or put the tree smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Like, and all he had to say was just anything but this one. Mm. And he knew they were going to be tempted. Mm -hmm. So it really just hurt him knowing that his children that he brought into this world are now obeying somebody that has done nothing for them. Yes. It only looks like that the enemy may have something to provide you. Mm. It only looks like that the people and the evils of this world are in control. And it only looks like that they have dominion, but God has their final say. Yes. He has all things. All things belong to God. So it's just like if you were a parent, and your children, you've taught them everything you and gave them, them everything. everything. Yeah. And you just said, hey, son, or hey, daughter, this don't, car, you go, <laughs> don't go into school cussing people out. Mm. And then you get, you, you know, they come home and they, they're suspended. And you're just like, man, now I got to take your toys away. Now I got to take your, now you got to work for me. Remember that money you used to get for allowance? Now you got to work for it. It's just it just really hurt him more than anything. Yeah. So yes, in short, we all need forgiveness because we all fall short and we all fall into temptation. And it's not intentionally all the time. Yes. But you have to have, you know, uh understanding and clarity to even know that you are um in temptation and being led into, you know, being deceived. Yeah. I actually think you said it best, like, with them being his children, because that's how I really pictured it. He's like, Dad, and these are his kids, and he has literally, in a way, I mean, they're kind of spoiled. Like, what don't you have? Like, mm. you can eat anything. You can, you've named all of the animals. You have this lush green garden you can hang out and play in. You don't have to worry about where your food comes from nothing like everything is completely taken care of and it just reminds me god can't give you something that you're not ready for 
I don't think it's that he didn't want them to have it. He wants to give us the world, but just certain things you can't, you can't have, right? Like mm. it would hurt you more than it would help you. Yeah. I'm doing this for your good, not because I'm trying to withhold something from you. Is the fun of doing something wrong worth the hurt that comes when we're punished for it? No. No, it is not. I think when you're younger, or just like really speaking for me, when you're younger, you don't always think the consequences through of your actions. You're very much in the moment and like present-centered and like aware of that, but, and there's nothing wrong with that, but everything comes at a price. For example, the tree's just not something that should have been up for gamble, like the way that they just did that, like, oh, sure. Because the consequence was that you will surely die. Like, you're going to surely die. Uh That's not really something to play with when you think about that. And I just wonder how many things in your own lives you're playing with, you know, like just different fires that you're playing with, like your life doesn't have any meaning and like we're not going to be gone tomorrow, you know? So just being cautious with what we do and how we do it well my personal takeaway from that is never it's never worth it and just to go you know in my personal like the things that i've chose to do that was outside of god always resulted in something that i was i regretted and anything that i ever did for god that i knew was for god i always knew that it was good Honestly, we really take from ourselves when we don't listen to God. We really like make the route harder than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Even like Adam and Eve, just to go back to the reading, like they had everything. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that they lacked. Mm-hmm. They didn't even know that they were naked. Yeah. Can you imagine it's walking around naked thing. and having the freedom knowing that like, oh, I'm not a character that yeah, your junk's yeah. hanging out. Like <laughs> We're not even looking at that because we're just so in tune we're and we're so like... Yeah. We're just so in God's love that it's just like, we don't even see those things. Mm. But they took it upon themselves to eat from a tree that they got deceived by the devil Mm. that didn't create them. And now they're ashamed of their body. Mm. Now they got to work and grind for that food that was free. Now that same delicious food that was looking like it was so good and that you're going to be like God, quote, Mm. that the devil said. You're so far from it. Now you're even further from it. Now you can't even chill in the garden, dog. You got to get booted. The devil got to slide on his belly now. He done got everybody. He done came for everybody. (laughs) That's how you know that God is in control. Because even the devil had to get Mm. on his belly. Mm. So it's just, you know, when you feel it in your stomach and you know that it's God, listen to it. Yeah. When you feel like you're thinking about it and you're contemplating on doing something bad, don't do it. Because it's going to cost you more in the end. I like that they use the word fun. Because I think a lot of the times walking with God can get a bad rap that it's all very like serious and like buttoned up and it Mm -hmm. has to look a certain way and be perfect. But God wants you to have fun. Yes, He's a fun God. It's just not all things... Not all good things are God things. 
So should you be partaking in that fun that can cause you to maybe like misstep or, mm. or cause your brother to misstep? Like yeah. not everything is for you to indulge in. It's just knowing self and knowing what fun looks like for you. It allows you to have more fun. Just knowing who you are and what you're able to do and what you're not able to do. When I think back to times before I was walking with God in this magnitude, the things that I looked at as fun was like... It was really not fun. It wasn't fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I'm blowing my check going into the casino or I'm going out with people that just mean me no good and or I'm at a I'm at a bar doing stuff that I just shouldn't be doing. You know, it's just... And then it's not that those things are bad, yeah. but it's just that... It wasn't good for me. I am a recovered alcoholic, praise God. Yes. So I probably shouldn't have been up in there drinking when I know I don't really want to do it. Mm -hmm. But it's just because that I'm listening to that deceiver that's telling me that I'm all these things that makes me feel like I have to drink mm -hmm. to have fun. fun. Mm -hmm. And that couldn't be so far from the truth. Yeah. Because really, the fun is being sober. The fun is going and taking a hike. Fun for me is getting my camera and getting lost in the streets that I used to drink on, mm -hmm. you know? So it's just so funny how you can turn up the volume in the deception and you can mute the God in your ear yeah. because he's always there. It's not that he's not there. It's just that we're not listening. The first thing that I wrote down was naked but not ashamed. They weren't even aware that they weren't clothed. And I look at clothes, or I look at nudity in this example as like, just being open and transparent and not tainted just yet. Like, mm. like now we're so afraid to show our hearts to people. Oh, we're so afraid that's good. That's good. to be ourselves. We're so afraid to walk on our own. We're just so in fear and ashamed of certain things that was not, we were never meant to be, like that's not for us to hold mm. God wants us to walk naked and unashamed because there's nothing there's nothing wrong with the body there's nothing wrong with like all of those things that he gave you so it was just really cool seeing that's really good that's really and when you say naked like I almost think of like even things that you've been through oh yeah like like uh yeah like just the nakedness of just being your authentic self. Just being your authentic self. We walk around here with masks. Man. Literally and figuratively. That's such a good way to Imagine look at it. Imagine how many people would be touched maybe by your testimony or who aren't you helping by saying that thing that needs to be said. Or just like, you know, just being more vulnerable. Yeah. Not because it's a, it's weak. It's actually extremely strong to be soft and yes. just be like, like this is, this is Vulnerable. me. I'm Man. just being me. And I'm trusting that you will see me and you'll honor me where I'm at. Wow, that was really good. When God asks, where are you? He wasn't asking because he didn't know where Adam was because he's an all-knowing God. He asked because he didn't recognize him. Mm. It's almost like a dad just kind of disappointed in the actions of, of their babies, right? Like, this wasn't like you. Like, mm. where are you? And then they're trembling, you know, hearing his footsteps in the garden. I could only imagine that because they know. They know. Just like you know. Yeah. When you're doing wrong, you know. That's why he asked, like, who told you you were naked? Uh, right? Yeah.
And he knew that too, but it's just like fess up, you know. Yeah, like he gave him like, a chance to be yes. clean, come clean, and they kept on lying. And they, they, <laughs> not just lying, but how funny that they were so quick to shift the blame. Yeah, that woman over there that you gave me made me do it. Mm. What happened to flesh of my flesh and bone from my bone, and that's my helpmate? Man, <laughs> we're so quick to just not take ownership of things that, like, no, you knew. No, oh, yeah, like, you, you knew, knew right? Yeah. The last, I guess, like big thing was you will be like God. It's not enough to have everything. And here's what's so funny about that to me is so many of us want to be like kingpin or a boss or whatever. But there's two sides to that, right? Like, okay, to be like God, but then there's the responsibility of being like God. Mm. I'll just speak for myself. I think can confuse that role. We just want the good that comes with it. We want to be all-knowing and we want to be able to just, you know, work miracles and signs and wonders. But to be like God, like, I just don't think that's a place I would want to be, like his position. I'm sure his heart hurts for his people in a lot of ways because we're just not always doing what he's called us to do. And I think that can be really heartbreaking for some one like God who loves and just wants the best for you. And honestly, like, it, I just like to bring it back to the child and the father because it just reminds me of, like, one, to just bring it, you know, to simplicity to where we can all grasp it. But secondly, because how many of us thought that we wanted to be adult before we were an adult? Oh, my gosh. I couldn't wait to grow up. Like, you just couldn't <laughs> wait. You couldn't. You're like, oh, when I get out of the house, I'm going to do this, this, mm. and that. This is how my life's going to go. Mm. And we have all these plans. these, these plans of how life's going to be until we really see that that key to the door and what it costs. Mm. Yes. That mortgage, yes. that car note, that insurance. Utilities. All those <sighs> things that you thought you wanted the key to, but when you got it, it was like, oh, man, I don't, I didn't, I don't want this. Yeah. So, really... The devil knew exactly what he was doing to Adam and Eve. So true. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get him. Let's let me go talk to the woman real quick. Let me let him get into the man's head. They're going to eat, and they're going to mm. see yeah. how bad this really yeah. is. Since you want to be like God. Since you okay, want to be like him. Go ahead and hunt and gather your own food. Mm. <laughs> Take care of that woman that I gave you. All that to say is a very scandalous read. But there's just so many good takeaways if you're really listening. Yeah. We want to be like God, mm -hmm. but we don't want to be God. Mm -mm. I don't want those responsibilities. I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> like Tommy Pickles, I don't want all. those responsibilities. Let me tell you, Lord, <laughs> my wife couldn't bring me no fruit from no tree that you told me not to eat from. And I'm going to eat it with her and then blame her for it. Definitely not. I'm definitely in a position in my walk that I will stand firm on my own with you and i'm just so thankful yeah. for my wife and that we are together as one yeah. and we can move together as one but it wasn't always like that right? it wasn't always like that Maybe but wherever the wind blew if that looked good or that's shinier that sounds good man, how do we get yeah. to that the quickest way possible seriously so grateful grateful to have growth in this faith walk yeah but the beautiful thing about it is that you never stop growing yeah, I think that is the beauty that we never stop growing and he never stops loving us through it. Never. He just had to give him a little bit of a butt whooping. Yeah. 
but that doesn't mean you know it's like a tough love it yeah. doesn't mean that he loves us any less or you're judged or persecuted for it you make a mistake and you get and reprimanded it, for it yeah you know? like take up your consequences and keep it pushing i think that's a good place to maybe close and we've given you all maybe <laughs> enough to think about yeah. we would love to know your thoughts if you have any questions or Please. just feedback for us but with that we can close out in prayer yes you want to close out okay Well, mine's clear. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so, so grateful just to be able to come to you today, Father God. We thank you for the garden that you're cultivating in our own lives, Father God. We thank you personally for our walk and that we can be naked and open with you. We can be transparent. We can hand over our faults our transgressions, our shortcomings, our mistakes, and you will never look at us as anything short of perfect, Father God. We are only ever trying to grow and go deeper in this, go fuller, go stronger, go longer. We're so grateful for everything that you're doing in our lives, oh God. We're grateful for the temptations because it's just another opportunity for us to show ourselves trustworthy to you, oh God. And we never, we never want to fall short of your glory. But we come to you as human beings and as spirit beings, knowing that, you know, sometimes we may falter, but, but you're, that's okay. You're with us and you love us. So right now we just want to thank you for all of our listeners and the families that are connected to them. We thank you for for what they may, or we lift up whatever they may be going through to you, Father God, whatever temptation looks like in their life right now, we ask that you free them from that thing, from that bondage, that you be with them and continue to walk with them and guide them, give them love, wrap loving arms around them. And we thank you for all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Sundays with Mike and Diana. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe. If you're in the Las Vegas area, join us for our in-person Bible study every third Saturday of the month at 10 a.m. And don't forget to connect with us at underscore Sunday's podcast. Thanks for listening. See you for Bible study next week. Light work. Light work.